Good morning and uh, welcome to Crossword Online. It is such a great joy uh, to see you again and to spend time with you uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ and in His Word. And uh, specifically as we are looking at this topic of Thanksgiving. For the last two weeks, uh, we have been just looking at the fact that it's a very, very biblical thing. And we looked at the a number and the hundreds, literally, of references to the idea of thankfulness, uh, thanksgiving, praise, glory, shout out for joy, shout out, uh, all these incredible words. And uh, uh, so last week, uh, we looked a little bit more at uh, the fact that how do we build gratitude ourselves and how do we help ourselves to realize that everything comes from God. So we've covered so far, just as a brief summary, that Thanksgiving is a very biblical thing and that Christian Thanksgiving uh, is obviously what we are talking about. Uh, our kind of main text is 1 Thessalonians 5 and specifically verse 18 is to give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's preferred will for you in Christ Jesus. And so we looked at that. That's what we want to do. We want to com connect Thanksgiving to God himself and we want to uh, obviously grow in that. So we looked at gratitude last week. We said there are ways in which we can learn gratitude as a general idea. And that is that we have to slow down a little bit, be a little bit less distractive and be a little bit less busy uh, as we go through the day. And I'm not sure if you tried it this week and if you actually managed to uh, do one or two uh, to stop and recognize something. And uh, as you recognize it, to start to reflect on what you've just recognized. What is its function? Uh, where does it come from? Uh, why is it here? How does it help us? Um, and uh, in one sense, taking it all the back, way back to the source, the giver of all good things is the Lord uh, God himself. And to then receive that thing that you've noticed, that moment you've noticed as a gift, the beautiful sunshine. Uh, notice it and uh, recognize it and uh, think about it and uh, uh, and wow, this is a gift that God has given and it gives life to earth and it, it gives uh, heat and it gives all these wonderful things. And this God has given us. And so in my heart, the gratitude grows as I recognize, reflect and receive it as a gift from God. And so my heart starts to move uh, into an appreciation of God. So. We have said that Thanksgiving, you can't ever pull these things apart, but you can distinguish them from one. It's the idea of gratitude, the first one. The second one is gratitude to God, uh, or then the person who gives it. In this case, as Christians, we know all good gifts comes from God. He's the giver of all good gifts. And then today we want to look at the other two aspects uh, very briefly. And it's the importance of expressing Thanksgiving with words. Um, and to express it to the person, obviously, uh, God, um, because that enables us to enjoy the person increasingly. So that is one of the fascinating things. Uh, as we think about things, uh, it's important uh, specifically when it comes to Thanksgiving. Uh, as uh, Dustin Crow in his book says, uh, there are many things that we must learn uh, to keep to ourselves and not say. Thanksgiving is not one of them. Uh, when your heart is thankful, uh, say it, uh, express it. Um, that's really what we're wanting uh, to look at uh, just this morning, uh, very briefly. Uh, in order to, for our Thanksgiving that we are aware of in our hearts, 
to get steroids in one sense, to actually grip us and to actually benefit uh, us and the giver and those around us is the importance of expressing it. So we want to put our thoughts into words in some capacity. And that's really uh, what we are trying to just look at. And, and I take it that is literally probably the most obvious uh, way in which the Bible speaks about it. it you know, the Psalms are just absolutely full of it. Give thanks to the Lord. Uh, rejoice in the Lord. Um, and so, I mean, it, it kind of tells us what we almost instinctively know. Uh, and yet, I take it, uh, as we grow in becoming aware of where does gratitude come from? How can I get it? Uh, God, but the expression uh, is also uh, vital. And I'm just going to read you a very, very familiar quote by C.S. Lewis, who, who kind of summarizes and helps us to understand what expressing our thoughts often do to us. All thoughts expressed actually writes more deeply into our hearts what we have felt and thought. And it brings that emotion uh, to completeness. That is obviously true for both our joyful uh, as well as our sad and mad and uh, and and bad uh, thoughts as well. By feeling them, they have an impact. By knowing who I want to feel them to has an impact. But when I express it, it actually brings about a a fullness, a completeness, a change. It affects us more deeply. It uh, involves us more. Uh, and it literally uh, also involves others around us a little bit more. So listen to what C.S. Lewis says about this. The importance of putting thoughts into words. He says, and he talks specifically about praise and delight. He says, we delight to praise what we enjoy and are in awe of. Because the praise not merely expresses, but actually completes the enjoyment. Praise and thanksgiving is gratitude's appointed consummation. Fascinating, isn't it? And that's true, isn't it? If I'm angry and I just feel it, uh, that's different from when I start to express it and act it out. It kind of becomes more. If I'm joyful and thankful and I express it in some other capacity, it literally grips hold of me and it brings this thing to uh, more completeness. Uh, as I said, it, it, it puts gratitude on steroids. It, it, uh, Justin Crow says it actually elbows out other things and makes more room in my heart for that thought when I express it. And, and so the Bible is literally I mean, full of it. Give thanks to the Lord. Sing a new song uh, to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, so it actually tells us that, yes, it's great to have the gratitude. It's great to know who is the giver, but it's better. It's more full. It's more life-giving if you express it. And if you express it, obviously, in our context, song words, prayer, or even writing it down, which is, in one sense, what so often happens in the Psalms. Uh, they are literally uh, full of these realities. So, very simply, um, to express gratitude to God uh, is literally to give honor where honor is due. I mean, that would be the right thing to do. 
Uh, so in Psalm 33, I just want to pick up uh, uh, something uh, uh, for you. Uh, we looked at Psalm 33 uh, the other day, uh, but I want to just have a look at uh, literally the first two verses and some of the interesting things about how we do things rather than why we do them. So in Psalm 33, it says, Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with uh, the harp. Uh, make music to him on the ten string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. So now what is fascinating about this is that it is literally saying, uh, give the joy where it's due. Recognize it uh, and then say it. Because God is glorified and God is delighted in hearing our thanking him and praising him for what he's given. Isn't that true? When you give something something to somebody and you think it's a big deal and uh, they uh, don't thank you and uh, you are a little bit, uh, okay, maybe a little bit taken aback and uh, maybe a little bit sore, but you wonder. And uh, then about a week later, you bump into them and, uh, and you say to them, oh, did you get the gift, you know? And they say, oh, yeah, I still wanted to thank you, but, uh, you know, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> That doesn't work like, is it? I mean, you want them to hear, thank you. Uh, there is something that grows in the relationship that we are talking about. So expressing thanks gives the glory where it's due. God, you are the one who's given this. And I recognize you and I express it to you uh, with my thanksgiving, with my praise, with my new song. Uh, I recognize that it's about you. And I am so glad for you for the gift. Um, and so it's starting to turn us not away from enjoying the gift to enjoying the giver. And that's what the, 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 the Psalms are full of. It actually says it is fitting in my Bible, but it really says it's beautifully fitting. It is, there's a, there's a goodness to acknowledging to God the thanks for what he's given. It's good for God. I mean, that's just weird, isn't it? Because he gets the glory. Uh, he gets the praise. He gets the recognition. Uh, he has been held up for who he really is. He, he is the good giver of all good gifts. It's good for God that we praise him. But the funny thing is the way it's written, it's also good for us to actually, uh, it's fitting for us to, to praise him. It, it helps us. It cements, as we've said, in us the emotion and the clarity, and it drives home uh, for us uh, what we've just said. Spurgeon says a very similar thing. He says, as you speak and express the truth, the ability to recall and to enjoy and to develop that thought actually increases in you as well. Um, so it's fascinating. Uh, a thought not expressed is a thought often that floats around and never lands uh, and never has its full impact. Um, so Thanksgiving, it is so incredible. God gets the glory. He is the one uh, that it's due. And it's so wonderful for God. It's fitting for God, but it's also fitting for us. You see how interesting this thing is? And what makes it even more interesting is in the kind of verbs. Now, these things are a bit difficult. You can't see them in our translations. But it, the words used to describe these things, for instance, in Psalm uh, 33, verse 1, sing joyfully to the Lord. <clears throat> the verb form is what you call the PL form. And our translation says, sing joyfully to the Lord. The language is a little bit more precise because the PL actually ramps up the environment, the setting in which you should do it. And the words literally saying is sing joyfully in the Lord. So I must 
Yeah, and here's interesting. You need to use your imagination. You need to be fully engaged. That's what the PL form asks you. It says, can you visualize almost? Can you see the setting in which you are to sing? And the setting in this verse is the Lord. So, so can you see him? Can you see his awesomeness, his greatness, his faithfulness, his, his power, his delight, his purposes, his plans? Can you, can you see him? Because it's in him that you are to rejoice. Can you see how fascinating that is? So there's a lot for us to grow in. We need to fully engage. The PL says you need to fully focus on the place. <laughs> That you are to do something. And this place here is the Lord. I mean the New Testament tells us in him we live and move and have our being. So in the Lord you must rejoice. It's him is the environment that you need to. And so you need to you need to think, isn't it? You can't just say, Oh, thank you for Disney. I mean you can, of course you can say that. But but that's what the Bible says. The Bible is saying there's so much more to thankfulness. When you imagine who you are thanking, and that you are thanking, you are kind of in him, because everything is in him. He made the space for you to live in. He made everything to uphold everything. It's in him that you are rejoicing. Fascinating verb tense, isn't it? It tells you, hey, but you better engage. You better be there. It's not one of those cards that you write, okay, thank you, you know, and they send it, send it, to, you send it to somebody. This is, think who you are thanking. And this is the place that I want you to think. So that's the one side. Can you see how that ups the enjoyment of the Lord himself as the giver? Who is this giver? He's the Lord in the text. He's, he's the Lord who makes promises. He's the Lord who upholds things. He's the Lord who keeps on uh, providing. He's the Lord who protects. He's the Lord who gives. He's the Lord who instructs. He's the Lord who disciplines. And he's Lord. So when you are saying thank you, and one says, do you know who you are talking to? <laughs> you you are living in him, in his space. He made everything. And literally, and it's him that he wants you to be in. It's such a beautiful thing. So I, I'm, maybe I'm getting a bit excited. But you know how fascinating that is? It really does mean you need to engage. You can't just get up and, you know, I think that's one of the, the wonders and one of the dangers of singing church in church. Because, I mean, somebody else throws a song and you're not quite there emotionally. And I, mean, I have to confess, I've sang through a couple of songs in church and no it didn't really move me because I wasn't really engaging in it I wasn't really PLing it as, the, as they would say I wasn't aware of who and what I'm saying and to whom I'm saying it. I wasn't in him so that's what that's the first thing so can you see how that ramps it up it, as you express it with that intent that you understand the place that you are and you are in the Lord it just makes it so much more powerful and it has a greater effect on the glory of God, obviously, but also on you. It changes you. It changes your mood. It changes your mind. It changes your next thoughts. It changes your next behavior. It actually enables you in the next situation to be not as confused, alone, sad, unsure. Because you know you are in the Lord. It changes that. So you're moving from the expression moves you into fellowship with Him. That's what the PL thing is. Then the next verse says, Praise the Lord with the harp. Now here he uses a different uh, verb form. It's the hephil verb form, which really is about the you. You need to willingly, completely, intentionally um, do this. 
you, you have to give yourself. So you not only know who you're giving it to, but you're giving yourself. So does the joy, the thankfulness, is that an expression of your will and intent, willingly, joyfully, fully giving it to him? Can you see how fascinating Thanksgiving is? Man, I take it, if you've ever thanked somebody like that, really looking them in the eye, really appreciating them because you know that you are in fellowship with him um, and you are really, really, really making sure they hear you, um, that changes the relationship that you have with that person. I take it, you probably should thank people for everything like that all the time, but probably don't. But can you see how beautiful uh, scriptures helps us? Make sure you know who you are talking to and be fully in him. He's the Lord. I mean, nobody else could you instruct to do that imperatives. Sing this to the Lord. Sing this in the Lord. The first thing. Sing, it, sing it to the Lord. Literally, there it is to the Lord. There it is you must be fully engaged with all your faculties and allowing the fullness of this gratitude to literally put your mind and your emotions, be emotionally involved. That's really what he's saying. You need to bring the emotions. You, you, you need to make sure your emotions come along with this gratitude and say it and sing it in the same. Isn't that beautiful? Psalm 107 says exactly the, the same thing. Uh, let me just quickly flip to that. It also says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So again, that give thanks there is in the Hifil. <clears throat> give thanks to the Lord. Give give it, but I mean, give it your <laughs> really is what it's saying. Don't, don't just say the words. Don't just know you ought to do it. It's not just the right thing. It's the beautifully, fully engaged right thing to do. And as you do it like that, it changes the effect that the thought had on you as you express it. And then <laughs> verse 2 is even more funny. Not funny, but just so appropriate. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. It says, my translation, my the new NIV. And the other one simply says, let them say it. I mean, tell the story is probably nice in the context, but just let them say it. Let them continually say it, because now it's talking about an imperative form. Continually, fully, emotionally, having gripped something of the thankfulness that you have for the goodness and the unbelievable love of God, say it. Because God gets the glory and you get the joy. It will as I've said, put your joy on steroids. So just looking at those two verb forms that you find so often in the Psalms um, is encouraging us to really express it, to express the thought of thankfulness that you have. So I guess sometimes you can't, because in some ways you can't literally scream out the words, shout for joy, uh, but you can pray it in your heart, you can verbalize it into words, you can write it, um, you can sing it if you can, or you can just tell somebody else. And that's the other side that I just quickly want to tell. So when we express thankfulness to God, not only does God get the glory which he deserves, we are fully engaged and changed and helped to, as we've said, fight sin and fight all sorts of things. And I'm not even going to go here this, this morning. And Thanksgiving is the antidote for, for, for crude jokes and for sexual innuendos and for covetousness. And for all sorts of things in the Bible, uh, true thankfulness. Because you know the source 
of all things. And the source is always good and righteous. And he never gives anything uh, that doesn't actually bring about what is good. And so that's that. And then thirdly, obviously, uh, when we publicly, openly uh, express the gratitude that we know we have for God, he gets the glory. We get the joy. Others get the witness. That's really what it is. It's a, it's a discipleship tool and it's a witness tool. It actually enables others to hear um, and to recognize God. So for other Christians, they are reminded, wow, yes, God is the giver of all good things. God is the one who deserves all life. And so they are encouraged, challenged, maybe a bit reprimanded, maybe a bit rebuked and corrected. And they get training in this good, righteous thing to do is to express thankful to God. So they are helped. Non-Christians are being taught that life's real author is God himself. Something they may not want to hear, uh, but something that is very, very important uh, for them to hear. That they will grow. So, just quickly, just want to read to you, this is one, I mean, this is one section, I mean, there's so many of them in the Old Testament. But listen to how... Uh, the interesting way in which uh, David uh, tells about his uh, praising God uh, in the assembly. He says, I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. So this is, what I guess, what we do when we sing together, isn't it? We come together and we proclaim it. Are we proclaiming it in PL? Are we know who we're talking to and the fullness of who he is? And are we in him when we say that? And are we he feeling it? Are we completely committed and emotionally engaged uh, in what we are saying? Um, he says, well, that's the good thing to do, and do that and express that in words and song together in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. It's interesting, isn't it? I'm not, I'm not ashamed to declare your glory. It's good to declare. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. It's not good enough to have the righteousness and your goodness and your glory in my heart. Oh, Lord, I express it in the great assembly. He's going to say it again. I speak to your faithfulness. And your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great sin. Brothers and sisters, just there is such an incredible thing. When we have the freedom and as we grow to express God's goodness to one another, when we gather together, we are not concealing the love of God. You know what? We are all growing up into this enormous love and grace and kindness and truth and sometimes severity of our God. He becomes just more glorified and we are benefiting. Every time you tell me about how great the Lord God has been to you in giving you something or protecting you from something or leading you to understand something more or, or grabbing hold of your character or showing you your sin, the more I stand in awe. Of God, because I get to know God in a much broader context than only simply my own heart. Can you see how beautiful that is? I want to read it again. Just, just listen. I was trying not to comment between. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. So there's the one of the greatest things in which we are encouraged so often, is to declare, express the thankfulness that we know 
is in our heart sometimes faint. When you express it, God's get the glory, your joy grows and others benefit. And even non-Christians benefit when we are telling them the truth about God in thankfulness. Because many non-Christians are where we believe the Bible is the truth and the Christian is the truth. So they hear the truth in joy, in thankfulness, in good news, not in just true news. Because <laughs> sometimes true news can come across as pretty bad news. Uh, it's true, but it's sad, bad, and mad. And it's cold and it's indifferent. Thanksgiving helps us to express the truth about God personally, but with a very strong awareness of His goodness. And no wonder, all the way back to our text, God's desire for you is to know the fullness of the wonder of learning to give thanks in all circumstances. For this is His desired will for you in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus has come to enable us to be experience God in full thankfulness in all circumstances. And that's God's will for us because he's given us Christ. Isn't that great news? I hope this has helped you a little bit to just see that I've got a growing gratitude. So recognize, reflect, receive, and then find ways of expressing it fully emotionally engaged, fully aware that it's the Lord that you're talking to, the Lord that has made everything, upholds everything, his plans are always working out. Who understands and sees the depths of your heart and delights and wants you to come to him. And the Lord who says, I am your savior and your protector and I will give you eternal life. You are in this God. Peel him in thanksgiving and he feel him in thanksgiving. Give yourself entirely and you will find that your testimony will encourage your brothers and sisters. You'll disciple them and you'll witness to the world that the true news about God is the best good news that there is. Thank you for listening. May you continue as you work through the gratitude challenge and may you grow in your thankfulness to the Lord. But this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's not a bad will, is it? Let's pray together. Father, how can we thank you? Won't you help us to become aware of how magnificent you are and that we are in you and that every breath we take, every move we make, we are literally in your environment. We are in your presence. You are inescapable. Help us to feel you in our thanksgiving. Help us to heal. Help us to give ourselves entirely to you. Help us to allow the fullness of the emotions and the thoughts to come to the fore as we express them, whether we write them or pray them or sing them or just simply say them. Won't you help us to do that? Because we know that in that moment you are delighted and glorified and our own hearts are growing, expand and we are discipling and witnessing to those around us. How magnificent is your will? Thank you that Jesus Christ came to save us so that we may know and learn how to be thankful to you in all circumstances. So do you be on glory and praise, Lord, and forever and ever can we do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. And may the Lord God encourage and convince you that his will for your life in Christ Jesus is magnificent. And part of that is to learn to give thanks in all circumstances. Hope to see you next week again.
Thank you. Bye-bye.